Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another great episode. I'm going to jump straight into it. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how antisocial behavior affects uh, convicted citizens inside and outside of prison, right? And I'm going to jump straight right into it. Now, let me first off describe to you what antisocial behavior is, okay? Now, social behavior, a person that's sociable and all of that, that this is an individual that likes to seek out and enjoy the company of other people. You know what I'm saying? He don't. He's not uncomfortable or she's not uncomfortable around people, enjoying the surroundings, the, the atmosphere, and, and the people. But a person that has antisocial behavior, they don't want to seek that out. They want to avoid that, shun it, and even snub it. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, the question that I have is, how did that person become antisocial? I know for me, I didn't come to prison uh, as an antisocial person. I wasn't the most sociable person when I was on the streets, but I didn't mind being at, at a party or family gatherings or being around people. I know that after a few years in prison, I remember about, probably about my fifth year of being in prison, I started to recognize some things and the first encounter that, that opened my eyes to it was this right here. Let me explain this to you. It was about my fifth year in and there was this counselor and I worked for her and she had just gotten off the phone. I was the clerk. She had just gotten off the phone and I heard her crying. Well, well I thought it was crying anyway and it turned out to be that. I walked over to the office and I said, what's wrong with you? And naturally, it wasn't even, I wasn't trying anything slick or anything like that. I just reached out my hand to grab hers just to comfort the person. You feel what I'm saying? I didn't want her to be crying. I just felt awkward not doing something. You know what I mean? You know me and we, we think we can solve the problem. You know what I'm saying? So I just reached out my hand and, and squares her hand real quick to try to comfort her, you know, and she pulled her hand away. And she looked at me, she's like, no, it's not like that. And she said, that I don't want anybody to see you holding my hand. She said, I understand, you know, you don't mean nothing by it like that. You're just trying to comfort me. And I'm like, yeah. But when she did that, it, it pissed me off, really. You know, I'm like, what's really going on? I mean, I'm not used to seeing uh, a woman crying or anybody crying and not trying to offer some kind of comfort to. You know, I, I just wasn't raised that way, you know. But that was one of those early instances in my incarceration where I started to slowly realize that I was in a place where what you would do on the streets is not allowed in here. You can't comfort people in their times of distress. It's, it's not looked upon in the right way. And whether it's a person in blue or gray, it's just something that's shunned. So I slowly started to just pull away from that. And after a while, it, it became natural to me to just walk past somebody that might that I look I would look at and see that they were in distress. I just keep it moving. In my mind, I would be like, "Man, that's messed up," but my actions wouldn't show any concern whatsoever. Whatsoever. I remember one day, I was at a, another prison and they had a, a field day event, and you know, field day event in prison is basically where they come together and they. They cook hot dogs and hamburgers, and we have basketball games and all that everybody can compete in. So in this event, they were doing, like, um, relay racing. And this one guy, he was running, and he fell. He, he stuck his foot in something and twisted his ankle. 
I'm just now coming down on the yard and I'm walking in the path where he fell. I just stepped over him and kept walking. Didn't, didn't even give it a second thought. Didn't lean down to help him or nothing. You know, just kept it moving, right? Because in here, it's, it's looked at in a weird way. And it has changed me. When I go to visit, I, my first few minutes in visit, I'm, I'm feeling all anxious because all of these people are here. I don't know who these people are. I don't want to be around them, but I want to be around my family. And, and, and I started to notice that, you know, whether it be my sister, my girl, whoever, they would, when they would see that I'm like that, they would say something to me to calm me down or, 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 or take my hand and, and calm me down or whatever the case may be. Because I'm looking around everywhere, like feeling real anxious about my surroundings. So that process slowly, I'm not going to say indoctrinated, but it conditioned me to be antisocial. I just didn't want to be around people, you know. And I've been, I've been working on that, but it, that's, that's how you end up like that in here. So what is it that being antisocial can do to harm a person when they are in here and get out? Being antisocial is not, in my opinion, a healthy state of mind to be in. Now, a lot of the times, the stuff that we go through in here that makes us antisocial, we're not calculating, we're not being aware that it's, this is changing who we are as a person. It's changing our personalities and, and causing us to be somebody that's less trusting of individuals. And if you continue to hold on to that, now I'm talking to people that are incarcerated, formerly incarcerated, and family members of the incarcerated, okay? So if you're going through anything like this, if you continue to hold on to that, you're going to find yourself questioning people in a way that's going to be offensive to them when they're only trying to help you. But that antisocial mindset that we take on in here, it's, it's damaging to us. If, has, have any of y'all ever seen that movie uh, Friday with about uh, Ice Cube and uh, Terry Crews is in it? And they're at, the, they're, they're at a house party, right? So Terry Crews is standing on the wall and he's looking around at the crowd. He's got his back to the wall. He's looking around at the crowd and he's not a part of the crowd, but he's there. You know, it's like he's standoffish. And that's the type of way, you know, we end up being. When, when, when I go to visit, I want to sit in an area where my back is against the wall so I can see everybody. That's part of that antisocial mindset. It's not healthy. Because in here, we're always thinking that we're in danger and you can't trust your surroundings. And that may be true, right? But the surroundings, the environment that we're in, we create all of this anxiousness by our own behavior. So that's another episode. I'll talk about that at a later time. But we need to be more aware that we're damaging our psyche with this type of behavior that we're experiencing in here. Now, what is it that I do to try to overcome that feeling of wanting to be antisocial and pull away from people? I constantly remind myself that this is not healthy. This is not helping me. So when I'm confronted with a situation where somebody might be in distress, I'll comfort them with my words. I may not take their hand. I may not pat them on the back or anything like that because I've come to understand how that can be interpreted by whomever. So I get that. But that doesn't prevent me from, you know, saying a kind word or 
something that's encouraging to them. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't prevent me from prevent me from doing that. And that way, I push back against that feeling that I have of not being concerned about another human being. So that's one way that you can push back against that. Another thing that I do, if I see somebody in distress, I'll just talk to them and say, is there anything that I can do? Anything that I can do that, that, that you're comfortable with? You know what I'm saying? And that doesn't, I don't restrict that to somebody in blue. If it's somebody in gray that I see going through something, I say, are you okay? Do I need to go get somebody to talk to you or whatever the case may be? Just that showing of concern will push back against that feeling that you might be getting to, to where you want to be anti. See what I'm saying? So just practice those couple of things, you know, and I'll be talking about this in another episode, but practice those couple of things so that you can push back against that feeling to where you want to isolate yourself and not be around people. And in a lot of cases, let me say this before I go. A lot of cases you'll find yourself talking down about those individuals to justify that mental place that you find yourself in. Now, they ain't straight, or he's a snitch, or she ain't straight. Whatever the case is, you'll try to find some kind of rationalization to match the action, that antisocial act that you're performing right there. You know what I mean? Where you stay away from people. You're tricking your mind. And when you start doing that, you're really in a dangerous place. You know? So be more concerned about your fellow man. Be more concerned and be more curious about your own mental health. And if you need help about, you know what I'm saying, situations like that, look, feel free to talk to a counselor or therapist or somebody. Talk to your family. Let them know how you feel. I'm sure that they might be able to give you some insight. And if, and if you can't find anybody, find somebody to send me an email. I'll give you some advice on what to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm always there. And I'm going to end this right now. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all.